0: You're listening to La Gypsy, I'm your host Elizabeth Araujo, and I can't wait to simulate that mind of yours, so let's get started with today's topic. Hey love, so today's topic is going to be geared more towards women, so unless you're a male who's interested in learning about endometriosis, menstrual cycles, and just the female body in itself probably pass on this episode because I'm going to get pretty deep and personal about a lot of things. So thank you for listening or thank you for walking away from this episode, whichever one is your jam. But endometriosis, guys, wow, is this a topic that this is just the peak of my research into it because I do want to eventually come up with some type of cure, some type of alternative care that could help thousands of women, potentially. So let's start with my story of my 27 years of life and half of that basically being me suffering from endometriosis. So menses got my first menses probably around fifth or sixth grade and it seemed normal my mom's like oh cool like you bled blah 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 and growing up mexican i don't know if it's just my family but wearing a tampon was not an option because mexican parents are all like oh my god you're gonna lose your virginity blah 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 you're lining i'm like okay whatever wore a pad for most of my life even till i mean Thankfully, now, nowadays, there's like the Diva Cup, which I use the menstrual disc. And there's so many new options, guys, that keep playing with it. Honestly, we have to fucking suffer from getting a period. We might as well like enjoy it. I don't know. I never liked wearing a pad. It's just like you're sitting, you're just doing your life like sitting on your freaking period blood, basically. I don't know. It was never my jam found a menstrual cup and I can't say I would ever go back like you plug that shit in for 12 hours take it out wash it you have to be really hygienic with it though guys like you could easily probably get an infection from it because you don't wash it properly you're putting that shit back in and no (laughs) let's avoid that so if you're not the cleanest person maybe consider the disc they're a little I think they're a lot more flexible and they're, I still have a little bit of a trust issue with the disc. I've only tried it like a couple times, but Diva Cup for sure. Anyway, so my period was pretty, pretty normal or so I thought. And then around seventh grade, guys, I can remember this and I'm embarrassed to share this story, but hopefully there's a little girl out there that maybe is listening to this story that I could potentially help. For her to like raise her voice and ask for help. Cause I don't think I did anything after this incident. So, seventh grade, I remember it was early before going into school and I was having the worst menstrual cramps ever. Like, my stomach just hurt immensely and like my low back. I swear I thought I was dying and like. I knew I was on my period, which I was like, okay, fine, whatever. But, guys, I called 911. Middle of the freaking day. Little 7th grade Ellie calls 911. And I'm like, hey, I think I'm dying, basically. I can't remember what I told them, but they came in. <laughs> and they told me, they're like, honey, you're just having your period. And my mom was home. I, don't, I honestly don't even know where the heck my mom was in this story, but – They're like, honey, you're fine. You're literally, you just have your period. So basically what they told me was shut the fuck up. Like get over it. You have your period. Which it's basically what I did afterwards. I was like, cool. I guess having horrible menstrual pain on your first day and just like bleeding the fuck out. Like not your normal blood, just bleeding intensely is normal. So I was like, okay, cool. I carried on with life like that, honestly, till I was 22. I feel like I've had a couple like appointments with like my gynecologist. And like, I had mentioned a couple things here and there. One of them being like intercourse. Like, I don't know, growing up Latina, growing up women. I don't know. I don't even know it, whether I should classify it Latina, but talking about intercourse with like your parents is just always weird. So I told my gynecologist and she's like, oh, interesting. And then she like suggested a couple things did that didn't work basically. Basically what she said is use more lube and I'm like, "Okay, cool." Um didn't work. I was like, "No, there has to be something better." Um a couple years passed and I got a laparoscopy, I want to say. It was called I had a procedure done and the doctor at that time wasn't my regular gynecologist, and he's like, Hey, do you know that you have endometriosis? I was like, No, and I don't even know what that is, which is basically like your uterine lining growing outside of it, your uterus. Um, and I'll explain it a little bit more. I'll get a little bit more scientific because I have a whole slide that I had made in college that is still really relevant. It's like six months, maybe. And I was like, No, I did not know I had that. It was very severe. And they like the thing about being diagnosed with endometriosis, it doesn't tell you when or how severe I want to say it's severe because I looked at the pictures and it just looked disgusting. So he didn't say that. I am saying that. I'm like, it looked very severe to me. <laughs> um. So he gave me two options. He's like, continue living the way you're living or get on some hormone medications. And Ellie being Ellie and not liking to take medications. Again, this is a disclaimer that I think I need to put out there. It's not that I don't believe in medications. I fully do. It's just I know myself and I know that I can't stick to taking medications. Like I try to be on a regimen with my vitamins and I'll stay okay with like taking them a couple times a week, but then I'll completely forget. Like I bought these memory vitamins for my board exams, for my licensing exams, for acupuncture. (laughs) And honestly, yes, I'm almost through with the bottle, but it's taken me like three months and it should have been taken in like a month. (laughs) So yeah, that is who I am. And I just know myself. So yes, potentially it could really help me, but I just know who I am as a person. 22. And fast forward to me being, I want to say what, like 25. Yeah. Like 25. Um, I went to acupuncture school and that's where I discovered that hey, your menses doesn't have to be painful at all. That just means that there's some type of stagnation in your body. And while acupuncture at this time does not cure endometriosis, it could definitely help the symptoms and also help stop the lining continuing to grow outside of your uterus like it's not going to reverse it yet or at least there's no possibility of that yet I want to say yet because I want to work on this guys I want to work for all of us but it could definitely help from endometriosis getting worse so let me read you a little bit of what endometriosis is for Those of you who want the actual like medical term monology. So endometriosis is a condition where the tissue, similar to the lining of the uterus, grows outside of the uterus. It gets its name from the word endometrium, the tissue that normally lines the uterus or the womb. Endometriosis can manifest in several areas of your body, including the ovaries, fallopian tube, tissues that hold the uterus in place, the outer surface of the uterus, but it could also grow in the vagina, in the cervix, in the bulba, the bowels, the bladder, and the rectum. And in very rare conditions, which this is the scariest part for me, it could grow in the lungs, the brain, or the skin. So I think it's because I'm a 90s kid and I think of the body having little like soldiers inside or having little little cells that just have their jobs. And it's just like they go to their work every day kind of thing. So there was this one movie when I was growing up, I think on Cartoon Network, where these little medications like all had their jobs and like they were fighting like the bacteria and blah, blah, blah. I don't don't know the name of it, but that's literally what I think of. The body doing on a daily basis like all the little cells have their own job and well when you have this endometriosis growing outside of where it should be it's creating chaos it's like a little green soldier the little lone green soldier growing where all the little red soldiers are like And the Red Soldiers are like, what are we going to do with this person? Like, he's just, like, taking over and think it's, like, the commanding chief. But, like, I don't know. Like, they have more manpower, but they don't know how to, like, control it. And that's what I think. Endometriosis is, like, this weird little soldier that just got out of place. And now it thinks it just can command everyone else. But it's a hard one. So, the... Growth of the endometriosis can cause swelling and bleeding in the same way the lining inside of the uterus does every month during your menses. So you know how the lining is usually the blood that you're shedding or that you're like that you're seeing when you're menstruating. Well, it's the same issue for this endometrium that that's growing outside of the uterus. The only problem here is that. It has nowhere to go so it just creates this blood stagnation in your body and it could cause cysts and scar tissue and adhesions in your body um causing the pelvic plane because it just doesn't like it just keeps growing and growing like it's trying to shed it's like an onion but instead of like peeling an onion you're like creating way more layers to the onion and The three major forms of endometriosis I'm gonna totally butcher the names of these but they're found in the pelvic region and it's in the ovarian peritoneal and infiltrating endometriotic lesions so they could come as white red or black lesions I saw them in my little like laparoscopy exam and wow is it scary like if you want to look at disgusting images go look at endometriotic lesions and not cute so guys you're asking yourself well what causes endometriosis I'm very mad and sad to say that we still haven't come up with a conclusion of what the fuck causes endometriosis there is no leading like factor of what could cause it there's like suggested but like People don't know like researchers really don't know yet it's a pretty new condition i could say conversation that i feel is worthy of having is genetic factors like start asking your parents like your mom your mom's mom your dad's dad ask them if they've ever had symptoms of endometriosis because it's more than likely they have um, genetic factors apparently play a role. Immune system problems, which the immune system failing to find and destroy them. Im- endometrial tissue growing outside the uterus. Immune system disorders and certain cancers are common with women with endometriosis. So this goes back to my little soldier story. I feel like your immune system is red soldier and then that purple soldier just like came out of left field and the red soldiers are just like what are we gonna do we don't want to kill it because we don't know if it's good or bad but like it's taking over and back to the cancer thing yes um for the past like think three years I've had to had a pap smear on a yearly basis because I've had abnormal pap smears which means I could potentially have cancer. So then I've had a pelvic exam and there's another specific name and I can't think of it, but basically I'm under watch because I could develop cancer. But, you know, it's a a risk factor that is possible for me and we'll just battle it if it gets here, right? We just, all we can do is prevent it, try to prevent it by... By going to the doctor and checking. So I encourage you. Please talk to your doctors. Get your pap smears ladies. It's really important. Because it's kind of one of those things. That it could potentially be very. Like a very silent disease. Where you don't really feel anything. But something could potentially be wrong. (laughs) Um, Hormones. Well. Estrogen appears to promote. The growth of endometriosis. So high estrogen levels, keeping a monitor on that surgery. I can imagine how like maybe during a C-section, I don't know, that's the only thing I could imagine, um, the endometrial tissue could be picked up and moved by mistake. That could be a possibility. I don't know what other type of surgery you could have, but yeah, that's one of them. Um, environmental toxins such as dioxin. Dioxin? Yeah. And PCBs. So foods are the primary source of the dioxin exposure. Ladies, if you could take one piece of advice from me, it's definitely buying organic vegetables. Not only for like endometrial issues, but immune issues. Like, I don't know. Does it ever make you wonder how, I mean, I'm 27, but I see these girls now. That are like 10 12 and they're so like mature but I I don't mean like mentally mature I mean like they like develop like their breasts are way bigger or they just have that like form and I'm just like how like is it just because it's a different decade and like they're just like totally different or is it because our foods like the hormones that are going into these cows That the girls are drinking. Like, is that causing some type of issue? Again, these are all speculations of mine. So, please don't take them to heart. But, something to possibly look into. So, if you've gotten this far, you're wondering, well, Ellie. Okay, cool. I know what the heck endometriosis is. But, what are the symptoms? What the hell is an abnormal period for you? So, for symptoms of endometriosis, pain can vary from women to women. I had a classmate who had endometriosis, and our symptoms were completely different. But mine was, or the ones that I have listed in my little research, is menstrual cramps, which can worsen over time, can get worse over time, um, chronic low back pain, and pelvis pain pain during or after intercourse, mm-hmm. intestinal pain, painful bowel movements, or when urinary during menses, and blood in the stool or urine. So here is where I want to, yeah, like put this piece of information. I'm like, TMI, but I've been severely constipated most of my life. Like, with diet I've been able to manage it but it makes me wonder like is the endometriosis growing close to my like bowel that that's why I get constipated because it's not like I don't it's more like painful poops not that I don't poop enough it's more like it's just painful so could be could be um bleeding or spotting between cycles infertility which ladies I am so sorry to say this for those of you who actually want to have kids like getting pregnant while having endometriosis can be difficult but actually on the like flip side I've heard from certain instructors of mine that endometriosis could I don't know if they said cure or like treated I just know it gets a little bit better after you have a child that's something to consider but i don't know maybe getting pregnant is really hard and i don't know how you get to that point you know um digestive issues such as during your menses such as diarrhea constipation bloating and nausea and women suffering from endometriosis can also suffer from allergies chemical sensitivities Frequent yeast infections, immune disorders such as eczema and certain autoimmune conditions. Which I don't know too many females in my life that have endometriosis. But I know this one friend of mine has chemical sensitivities and eczema. I have allergies. I've had like eczema. So I don't know. It, It possibly... I don't know what causes what, right? Like, does the allergies cause endometriosis or does the endometriosis cause allergies? And like at what point in your childhood or like in your formation within your mom's body are you getting all these conditions? Because I don't know what came first. Like I've had allergies all my life, but I've also had endometriosis, but I don't know when it started. Like, did it start back then in seventh grade or like the first day I got my period? Or was it just a couple of years before I got diagnosed in 2022? I mean, 2022. When I was 22. But with that being said, if you're someone that is suffering from menstrual pains, I would highly encourage you to start a journal. Start a journal and I want you to write down the severity of the pain, when the pain occurs, the duration of the pain. Is there any changes that are worsening to the pain? Like, is it better with hot or cold? Is it worse with hot or cold? Stress affected? Sleep affected? Intercourse affected? Um, foods affected? That one's really important. I want you to track does dairy products affect it? Gluten, processed foods, sugars? Personally, for me, yes to all of them. Those make my period way worse. And does the pain restrict your normal activities? Like for me, the first day, I feel like I need to be at home laying down. Clearly, it doesn't always work that way. <laughs> Sometimes I have to work. But, you know, you you as a freaking woman, you suffer through it and you just keep on moving. But highly encourage it. Please write down your symptoms because that's the best way to start a conversation with your gynecologist or just your primary care physician and be like, hey, what is the steps that I could take to try to, because it's not even about getting a diagnosis, although getting a diagnosis definitely makes you seem or feel like you're not going crazy, like you're not the only one suffering from this condition, but the risk factors are never giving birth, Apparently, the longer you wait to give birth, the worse it could possibly get. Starting your period at an older age, going through menopause at an older age, short menstrual cycles, less than 27 days, heavy menstrual periods that last longer than seven days, having higher levels of estrogen in your body or a greater lifetime exposure to estrogen, mm, low body mass, One or more relatives with endometriosis. Any medical condition that prevents the normal menstrual flow out of the body, aka, like, I want to say contraceptives. Because if you think of it, some of them prevent you from having your period, which in Chinese medicine, it's all that blood stagnation that's, like, accumulating in your body. So, yeah, look into it, ladies. Um, And your reproductive tract abnormalities mm, so you're asking how the heck am i gonna get diagnosed with this well you're gonna have a conversation with your doctor and you're gonna tell them all the quote-unquote weird symptoms that you're having because i felt like it was weird i felt like hey i don't that one experience with nine one one just made me feel like well i guess this is normal but i still feel weird talking about it right so the only way that you get like a f- actual diagnosis is laparoscopy or a laparotomy procedure. The usual like ultrasounds, MRIs, cat scans are not the most conclusive when diagnosis. Your doctor might do them but just to rule out other things, but the one that you'll for sure get a diagnosis is laparoscopy or laparotomy. So Sadly, I think I've covered it before. There's no cure, Western or Eastern. But you have a treatment goal, and that is to relieve and reduce the pain, shrinking or slowing the endometrial growth, preserving or restoring the fertility, and preventing and delaying the reoccurrence of the disease. So your normal Western primary care physician is usually going to go in with some NSAIDs, which is basically just pain medication. Hormonal therapy, which that was one of the options that my doctor gave me, and that could be hormonal contraceptives, a GNARH, which I don't want to say the actual name of it, but it's again another hormone. I can't say it. Um, I can't pronounce it. A progestin therapy, an aromat, aromatase inhibitor. Conservative surgery, fertility treatment, and a hysterectomy with removal of the ovaries, which ooh, I would love that. I honestly I can't wait to hit menopause and like be done with this, in my honest opinion. Um, but you can do a lifestyle and home remedies such as warm baths, heating pads to re- relieve the pelvic muscles. Ugh, my boyfriend got me a heated blanket. That's the best thing ever. Honestly, I loved it so much. Um, high consumptions of green vegetables and fruits are associated with lowering the re- risk. Again, get organic fruits and veggies if you can. If you can afford it, please splurge on that. And then there's a higher risk of intake when you do red meats associated with you getting more pain. Light exercise to release endorphins and the potential of lowering estrogen in the hopes of reducing the symptom turmeric because obviously it's an anti-inflammatory rest especially when you're menstruating i feel like this is something i need to constantly remind myself because i don't want to be lazy and i'm like cool this is trying to stop me but i want to keep going and then acids also really help you so again if you're good at taking supplements that would be one of them um, or you could also get a three-year food so let's talk about the disadvantage and advantages of the different type of treatments the western world has and so there's my route that i took which is doing nothing no treatment no it has the benefits of no side effects of drugs and no risk of surgery the disadvantage symptoms continue and they could potentially get worse simple pain relievers such as ibuprofen benefit you could get it easily side effects are not the most common but disadvantage often not effective and ibuprofen could have some health risk. and then there's progesterone like medications benefits it reduces the pain regulate in, um, in regular or no periods, stop endometriosis growth in most cases and some are contraceptives disadvantages though side effects possible weight gain no one wants to freaking get fat no one moodiness acne increase hair Ugh, I could not I got laser hair removal because of that and I'm like I can't even imagine getting on a medication and freaking getting hairy again like no thank you Cramps and breast tenderness symptoms may recur when the treatment is stopped. May not fix the pain at all. Does it improve fertility. Shouldn't get pregnant while on the drug and not a contraceptive. And then there is menopause causing medication, which again, advantage no period, reduced pain, stops endometriosis growth in most cases. Side effects are hot flashes and sweats. One of my good friends was having horrible hot flashes. And in Chinese medicine also, like, we kind of correlate that with irritability. She was not the happiest, honestly, sometimes. And bone thinning, if used for more than six months, symptoms may occur Again, when the treatment is stopped, shouldn't get pregnant while on the drug, not a contraceptive, and c- potentially may not fix the pain at all. The combined of contraceptive pills. Benefit contraceptive, reduce pain, and can be taken to reduce or stop the period. Side effects, nausea, weight gain, shouldn't get pregnant while on it, and small risk of cloths in legs or lungs. Oh, my God, guys. Ladies, 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 if you're taking contraceptives, please talk about family risk factors because the potential of you actually getting a blood clot and it going horribly wrong is kind of high, higher than I would want it to be. And I just want you to be informed. Please have an open conversation with your doctor. Tell them about your mom, about your mom, about your grandma about your sister having certain conditions because it actually matters for contraceptive. So laparoscopy, benefit. um, It's a definite diagnosis, a long-term cure in up to 70% of women. No need to use medications long-term. The disadvantage is not all endometriosis can be treated this way. Risk factors associated with surgery may not cure the pain. Recurrent endometriosis in 30% of women. Yeah, no. No, thank you. And then hysterectomy. Achieve long-term cure in over 90% of women. No need to use medication. No more periods. Yay! Like, honestly, this is the one that I always look back to. Don't think I'll get it, but it sounds really attractive. The risk factors, though. Risk... Are greater for the surgery um, remove fertility some women grieve for the uterus loss which I'm like no bitch to get this uterus out of me in my opinion but whatever Um, may need HRT if ovaries removed and may not cure the pain which sucks imagine getting everything removed we have Chinese medicine so in Chinese medicine we classify endometriosis in three patterns and it is chi stagnation with blood stagnation, yang deficiency with blood stagnation, or chi sinking with blood stagnation. So again, currently can't cure it, but we could definitely treat a majority of the symptoms. So with that being said, the acupuncture treatment and the like herbal treatment that we do for our endometriosis patients has shown an improvement in the levels of the serum CA-125 and PGE2 and the pg 2 alpha were lowered, while the serum beta EP levels were higher than before in most endometriosis patients. So, hey, I can't wait till a day when we can merge Western medicine and Eastern medicine together and see how this medicine of Chinese medicine is actually working in the body. Because right now it's still in a stage where it's very like, ooh like people just think it's witchcraft basically in my opinion. But no, it fucking works. We're doing shit to the body and we're helping our patients. I want to tell you a little story about, it's not endometriosis related, but on my first year of treating patients in my acupuncture school – I was paired up with the senior and we were treating a patient that had been suffering from no periods I think it was for a year or two she had no periods and she had just gotten married she really wanted to conceive but they were having issues she couldn't get pregnant so the senior and I treated her so we could get her back on a cycle of her menstruating oh my god guys she got her period back and she actually had to come back because she couldn't stop bleeding. Like her menses like came back either that night or the day after. So we were treating her to try to get her on a cycle. And we did stop it on that second treatment when she was like, Okay, now I am bleeding. She didn't continue coming for she came for like a couple months and then stopped. But honestly, if she would have continued the treatment, I have no doubt doubt in my mind that we would have gotten her pregnant. Or maybe she got pregnant and that's why she didn't come back. I don't know what the results of it were. I just know that we got her to get her period after not having it for one or two years. Like, can you believe that? I couldn't. Like, that is one of the cases that I will forever take into my practice and just like, hey. We are moving things in your body, and we're kind of putting everything back into where it needs to be, not surgically, but energetically. So, ladies, if you get anything out of this podcast, I just want you to be confident about talking about your menses with your mom, with your grandma, with your sister, but most importantly, with whoever your doctor is. So if you're suffering from these conditions, you could potentially find a relief. And guys, keep your fingers crossed that I can stay in line with my goal of potentially finding a cure in the hopeful near future. Not only for myself, because I do not want to deal with this for all my life, but also For all you ladies that I know are out there and silently suffering and not even knowing that you have this condition, make it a normality. Let's start talking about endometriosis. If you have endometriosis and want to share your experience on this podcast, please comment or interact with it and I will try to talk to you and send you resources if you need it. Thank you so, so much for listening.